Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-Things. And we're back, man. Episode 180, a new milestone. Dang. 180 episodes over three plus years for every week since. Yeah, we finally got out of the 170s. Yeah, so, man. It's so 180 for a while. We won't make it to 200 this year. We'll, we'll, we'll be at 190 at least. 190 something, right? Uh, I don't know. And I don't want to do math on air. So. <laughs> Uh, carry the one. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to show my uh, lack of <laughs> mathematics on on here. All right, let's get right into it, man. Um, uh, OnlyFans. We just talked about OnlyFans last week and how they were taking sexual content off of their platform. But then they said, "Wait a minute, we're losing subscribers, so let's go back to selling pussy." And that's what they're doing. So <laughs> OnlyFans has reversed and changed its mind about. Uh, what they're doing. Here's an article. OnlyFans says it won't ban sexual explicit content on October 1st. Uh, OnlyFans announced Wednesday it's reversing its decision to ban sexually explicit content on the platform after uh, at the beginning of October. The London-based company announced last Thursday it would it would prohibit the posting of any sexual uh, or any content uh, containing sexual explicit conduct starting October 1st. However, OnlyFans says that's not the case anymore. Um, uh, the, pr- the proposed October 1st, 2021 changes are no longer required due to banking partners' assurances that OnlyFans can support all genres of creators. No shit, you fucking gritty motherfuckers. Uh, wrote the company in a statement provided to the EW Scripts uh, company. Uh, OnlyFans tweeted Wednesday morning that it stands for inclusion. Ooh, these motherfuckers are full of shit. And will continue to provide a home for all creators. Uh, the company also thanked everyone for making your voices heard. And an official communication of creators will be emailed shortly. Uh, the company wrote on a follow on in a follow up tweet. OK, man, here's the thing. I hate it when people try to make it like they act so progressive. Mm-hmm. It's such bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like we are, we stand for inclusion. Don't try to act like you're this, uh, like you're this progressive company. Mm-hmm. All you do is you you're pandering to sex workers. That's all you're doing. Yeah. And now because you're about to pull all these motherfuckers and about to lose all that money, all the banks and everybody got on the same page and said, nope, we got to keep it. You know, we got to keep this selling pussy on our platform, or it's mm-hmm. not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um. I think they should have learned from like Tumblr because back in the day, I remember I told you, I mentioned on this podcast that there was a link. There was a girl I used to follow back when I followed hot chicks for no fucking reason. I clicked on her Tumblr link. And as soon as I clicked on her Tumblr link, it was straight porn. She was like banging three guys. And I'm like, whoa, this is on Instagram. What the fuck is this? Yeah. But OnlyFans is the same thing, except it's behind a paywall. And there's a lot of people. Matter of fact, a sex worker was like literally clapping back at me on fucking Facebook. I, all I said in the comments, because they said they were going to bring it back. I said, man, this platform has no integrity. Mm-hmm. You have no integrity. One minute you're going to take something off. The next minute you don't. That's not a reliable thing to do if you're supposed to be a company. Make a fucking decision and stand on it. This company can't stand on it because they need the sex workers to make money. So mm-hmm. one of this some person popped up and said well i made 7k uh last month tell me how much you hate your job i'm thinking like shut up <laughs> the yeah. fuck up this is a sidebar but i knew uh i don't think she was a 
I don't think she was a sex worker, but she had a Tumblr. I knew a girl that had a Tumblr, and um, she went to New Mexico State, and she presented herself as this kind of nice, kind of petite, put-together girl, but her Tumblr was crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she had all kind of naked pictures on there. So And she had, like, sex stories she would write and all kind of crazy stuff. It, the, the, the fucking uh, the heading would be like, friendly in the streets, slut in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Straight A's in school, but I love D. <laughs> I get straight A's, but the, but the A stands for anal. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. I, I think, I don't even know how I found that out, but she had just posted her Tumblr somewhere along, put maybe her username or something like that. And I was like, dang, this is crazy. I think if somebody is like, if a chick is nerdy, she would play on the nerdy theme. Mm. And be like, and it'd be in a porno. It'd be like, what's the square root of cock? <laughs> e I, equals m cock squared. <laughs> Do you want a piece of this pie? Three point one four. Oh man, yeah, you want man. some of this periodic table pussy? <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, man. It, it's look. Here's the thing. This is the the reason. Look, women hold power over men based on the fact that men cannot control their sexual urges. And when you think of the strip clubs, for example, strip clubs, men are so stupid that they think that when they go to strip clubs and they throw money on the on the stage that, you know, yeah, I can make her dance however I want for throwing her money. You don't hold power over a woman because she's dancing for money. She holds power over you. This is men- throwing money. Yeah, because you're throwing money. She's like, all I got to do is show this motherfucker my nipples and he's going to pay me for it. Ha ha. Joke's on you. That's I- easy work for them. I just made $200 in 40 seconds. Ha ha. Joke's on you. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what OnlyFans in. It, it, OnlyFans is OnlyFans would never exist if it wasn't for dudes jacking off to that content. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's people that go that are paying for subscriptions to girls that they like. And the... Um- <clears throat> Also, they're like just kinky things that people yeah. are into that they probably can't find in, in many other places. Like, right. Obviously, there's foot stuff on different websites and stuff, yes. but there's like personalized things you can do and you have like, some people think they have a real relationship with, you know, these sex workers. So they'd be like, hey, you know, they may message them and have real mm-hmm. interactions. Hey, can I get a picture of you standing next to this while wearing this? And then, like, you know, they send a $50 and then they do exactly that. So That's it's crazy. almost like a virtual strip club in a sense. Yeah, they kind of personalize the mm-hmm. relationship there. So, I, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Some of these guys, uh, they, they, they can't, like, get any of these Instagram models or anybody to do anything. But when they're paying for the services, they'll be like, well, yeah, I'll totally do that. Just, you know. Uh, fifty dollars, and I've I've got you covered. Imagine making fifty dollars in like thirty seconds. That's crazy. I, I I think for them, and not that I'm like that invested into this whole thing, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you're a person that has the means of doing it, right? Say say you got a really really good job, you're making two hundred thousand dollars a year, something like that, and you uh you you are a porn connoisseur, and in, in a sense. Um, it may be better for you if you get to kind of curate the type of porn you you got coming in um, for for a small fee, right? You know, rather than scrolling through whatever website and 
Right. Well, this this sense. is the comment I made. I'm telling you guys what I said on Facebook, and the responses cracked me up. I just said that's because they know the platform will die without them pandering to sex workers. That whole platform lacks integrity. Then some dude popped up. He said, sex work does not lack integrity, so that makes no sense. There's nothing wrong with using your own body to make money as long as everything is consensual, which is powerful, which, which, is, which is the power of power that of uh, OF, or OnlyFans, offers to people. Canceling that service will put more people at risk than being exploited. How are you putting you at risk, at risk of getting a regular fucking job? Like, that doesn't make any, put them at risk How? That's just some liberal ideology. Yeah, that's that he, ridiculous. That he found on, uh, I don't know, Twitter or something. I would say I'm more left-leaning. I'm more liberal than anything, but I ain't this liberal. This is just, it, it's just idiocy. Liberals will find a way to appropriate anything. Like, yeah. you know, it's okay for a man to be in love with an animal. <laughs> like, yeah, sit your eyes down. That gopher loves black cops. <laughs> I think that you should allow them, them to be, you know, sexual fluidity. It's like, shut the fuck up. Jeez. What's wrong with people? You're trying to fucking appropriate everything. Yeah. It's like, look, I'm not trying to tell people what they should do or not do, but it's like, stop trying to glorify this shit. Just yeah. stop it. Then mm-hmm. the guy wrote another comment. It's an opinion that's that it's wrong to use your body to make money. It's wrong, but it's definitely an opinion. I know it's wrong because even the people who say that don't actually believe it, uh, every single one of us uses our bodies to make money. It's the sex part that bothers people. But you can't just say it's bad with no justification and expect that to affect public policy, a policy or law. See, when I say there's nothing wrong with sex work, I'm making an objective, testable claim, not just spouting off with some emotional-based opinion. What would it mean to say sex work is wrong unless you describe some way in which... Man, fuck this guy. I'm not reading no more of this fucking comment. Where you went wrong was actually putting stock into what you know, people have to say on Facebook. That guy, he, in, in a real... Like, say you're in a debate class... Um, in a real debate style situation, nothing that he said made any sense. No, it didn't make any fucking sense. He man. was trying to speak for you, and he was bringing in politics, and and uh, I don't know. And he was also like assuming certain things that you were trying to say. It's like all you said was you were you were talking specifically about the business or the yeah. Company. I you talked about talking the- about sex work and all. Thank that. you. I said they're pandering <clears throat> to sex workers, and he said actually sex work is not a. You, it's like people just find any reason to try to. Um, they try to smash. They try to squash your opinion. Mm-hmm. They try to squash your opinion or your statement with something that doesn't even match it. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not listening, motherfucker. If I say, well, you know, the Lakers, hopefully they win next year. Look, the Chiefs, the the Chiefs football team is way better than. than it's like you're. We're talking about two different sports that here. Yeah, that's what happens a lot. Mm-hmm. People don't listen, man. They mm-hmm. listen to respond. And then typically they don't even absorb the information that they're looking at. They just fucking say anything. And, and the thing that annoys me about that, and it happens in real life as well, mm-hmm. is uh, they call it active listening, right? So right. if you're active listening, if some, if you make a statement like that, um, and that's, you're not technically listening, but say that's happening in, in, a, in a, a verbal conversation. Um a person should ask or try to reiterate to clarify your statement. So if you're saying like, you know, uh, OnlyFans is pandering to sex workers. So the person listening should say, 
Do you think, uh, so you're saying that OnlyFans, this is a response to you, you would say like, mm-hmm. do you think that OnlyFans um, has changed their policy because um, sex workers runs their platform? And then you'd mm-hmm. be like, yeah, I, that's what I meant. And then you're like, oh, so then from there you can have a conversation. But when people generally are not actively listening, they respond like that. Like, right. what do you mean, Paula? You know, they're trying to pander to sex workers. Sex workers, there's nothing wrong with sex work. Was, uh, it just sound, like you're not even, first of all, you're, you, you can't have a conversation because they are misunderstanding what you're saying. So here's the thing, too. And this is no <laughs> slight to anybody that wants to do, that wants to create content, right? But there's just some content that doesn't stack up. Like, if you're having sex, right? I'm not creating content. We're just fucking. So if you're actually turning your sexual encounters into content, that's fine. If people are paying for it, cool. But let's be clear. All somebody got to do is snap their fingers and now you ain't making no money. So how different is what you do than anyone else in this country? Mm -hmm. If you say, well, I work for myself. I make $7,000 a month, blah, blah, blah. And then she said that shit without even... Consider like she said that like she's just making more money than me without even knowing what I, I don't make. even know. Yeah, you don't even know how much money I make or don't make. So that's a that's a ridiculous statement. Uh-huh. And then you think that seven thousand dollars a month is just great. That's decent, but a lot of people make more money than that. My dick is worth more than seven thousand dollars. Yeah, you got to give me at least twenty. Twenty <laughs> k. You want to see you want to see dick? You got to pay me a little more than that. <laughs> But no, <laughs> it's just crazy, man. It, it's crazy how uh, we've made it to a place where people are out here like advocating for sex workers. Mm-hmm. Like this doesn't even make sense. Like this is the internet, man. The internet. We we need to stand up for sex workers and blah blah blah. Even the term sex workers. It's like like man. they're. Um, putting us positive. That's what liberals like to do. They like to put positive spins on sex positive, normal terminology, Bo- body like, positive. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, they're strippers. No, they're you know porn stars or adult film mm-hmm. um, creators or something. You know what I mean? It's just they're cam girls or whatever. Yeah. I live in the real world, Keith. Yeah. So since I live in the real world, I'll say this: if somebody <clears throat> says, "Oh, so what do you do for a living?" You can't say, "Um, you know," they're gonna make up something that does not sound very bad. They're not proud of really being sex workers on, on OnlyFans. Let's be clear. If, if you say, oh, so oh, you're an engineer, that's awesome. Oh, oh you're a truck driver. Okay, cool. But you can, you're not going to say, I'm a sex worker. Yeah. No one's going to say that. Yeah. So you could talk all this shit about how you know sex work is good work, this and that. But you're not going to tell people openly that you're a fucking sex worker because you're ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. Don't sit here and try to tell me that because I know I know exactly how the real world is and how people really see things mm-hmm. and how they view things. Mm-hmm. And you will not be prideful if you're having a conversation with a bunch of people and you're going to say, oh, I'm a model. Yeah. That's what you're going to say. You're going to find a way to dilute it. Mm-hmm. Not because and people people that say, like, I don't care what people think about me and this and that. Those will be the same motherfuckers lying, diluting what they do just so they don't get judged for it. Yeah. Yet you want to stand here and say, I made 7K a month. What'd you do to make that 7K? How many things did you stick up your asshole in order for you to make 7K a month? Yeah. I think, I think there are small, there's a small percentage of people that, um, like fighting, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, like Brendan Shop talks about fighting. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, if they could do anything else, they wouldn't be getting punched in the face. Right. I think there are some women like that. There are some women that, Great point. <clears throat> that don't have necessary... 
maybe they don't have they don't have like great communication skills. Right. Maybe they're not the most intelligent person in the world. Maybe they don't have a real business acumen, but they do have they're really pretty, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they can they they got, you know, implants, they got big boobs or maybe a, a, a butt job or whatever. And they're like, yo, this is my best asset and I'm a I'm a slang it. So I it's cra- it's just crazy too, like this idea of fast money and people don't realize like at the end of the day, you are making a lot of money. That's fine. But I just, I, and another thing too, people don't talk about, and this is for men and women. Uh, th- your brother talked to me about this. This is the truth. People are making themselves unmarriable. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is if you're a person that's on OnlyFans and you're putting things in your butthole for money, don't expect motherfuckers to be in a relationship with you. A lot of people aren't built like that. I think I, I seen an article, I think it was with Lana Rhodes, the ex-porn star. And she broke up with this dude because, you know, he just didn't seem ambitious enough and this mm-hmm. and that. And I'm thinking like, okay, wait a minute. So, and it's no offense to her, but let's, we live in a real world, world here on the Trucker's Mind podcast. Lana Rhodes, you did porn for X amount of years. You got videos of you getting gang banged by dudes and you got the judgment on someone saying they're not ambitious enough. What? So... Do you think that you're just going to be normal like everybody else and you deserve this and that and the third and you're actually judging people saying they're not? Why? Because I didn't do porn like you. I didn't make fast money like you. Mm -hmm. What I mean, it kind of skews the view of these people. Mm -hmm. It skews the view that they have of the world because they're making uh, $500 in 30 seconds and they think that this is ambition and this is work. You're going to be old one day. You're going to be old as fuck. So you making fast money right now, but at the same time, everybody's going to see your asshole. And then 25 years later, people are going to have that, st- that shit saved. It's going to ruin how you are portrayed out in the world. E- eventually, you're going to care how you are perceived. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you should be living and dying for people's opinions, but you do kind of control how you are viewed in the world. You do. Yeah, I hope you own your masters. Yeah, yeah. You don't own anything on that platform, by the way. You just you 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 put out your content, okay, cool. But OnlyFans is definitely getting a cut of that. Yeah, for sure. OnlyFans, all OnlyFans is doing is what OnlyFans is doing is modern day pimping. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. A pimp, all a pimp is doing is legal. T- I wouldn't even call it modern day. I would just say legal. It's legal pimping mm-hmm. because they like, oh, hey, we support you. Show your pussy. Yeah, we support inclusion and sex workers. We're all for it. They're not. They're not progressive at all. They just need more women to get naked. That's yeah, all. They just run a business. They just run a business. They don't give a fuck about none of y'all. That's what people don't. They don't get it. It's like they don't care about you and your rights. They don't care about shit. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is they're actually pandering to an outdated narrative. This is what a lot of women don't understand about today's world is when they do shit like this, they're not being progressive and they're not they're not being body positive. You're pandering to an old school narrative. We want you to show your titties. We want you to show your ass. We want you to get naked. Mm -hmm. But I think that the real progressive thing is that when a woman walks in a room that her actual intellect and her knowledge and her smarts and what she offers to a company, that is progression. This is what people don't get. You shouldn't have to get naked to get, like, you know, not even get respect, but get attention. Mm -hmm. Why can't a woman just exist and be normal and not get attention? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. 
It's it's I think it's part of it is um it's it's I liken it to like dudes wanting to be rappers. Right, right, right. There are some people that have just this passion for music and you know that that's all they could think about mm-hmm. and it's there's no there's no money connected to it. You know yeah. what I mean? But then there's a, a a lot of dudes out there that's like, yo, I could get rich off of rap. You know, if I get a platinum record, if I get a hit record, I'll, I'll be out of here. I get a gold chain. I get a car or whatever. And I think that's kind of what happened with um, a lot of these females. They're like, oh, snap. Like, such and such doing this off of OnlyFans or this mm-hmm. girl's doing, you know, making this amount of money off of, you know, selling a, a, a sex tape. I, I mean, I have sex for free right now. I've been giving, I've been, you know, sharing this pussy with some broke niggas around town all day. So <laughs> I'm going to get paid off of all of this. So Yeah. And, I mean, and I know people personally, maybe not not that many people, maybe one or two people right. that have like putting stuff on uh, Pornhub mm-hmm. and gained some some views and and, yep. and stuff like that. So I mean, and even Pornhub, they have the um, they have some. Uh, it's uh, it's come it's almost like YouTube where they get like paid for a certain amount of wow, views and stuff like crazy. that. Yeah, so I know like you know it's pretty easy. You know what I mean? They, this is like I said, this is something that they're doing in the privacy of their own home. So they like, man, why don't I just record this and put it on whatever website? So it's only, the only unfortunate thing is when these platforms either get sued or something happens and then what, bam, they get wiped off the planet earth. Right. Mm-hmm. And you go to fill out a job lab application. What you going to put on that motherfucker? <laughs> you don't, yeah. You don't have a resume. You don't but, got a resume. I mean, I know, I, I know someone that was on only fans and then next thing you know, they were, like working at UPS or something. So yeah, they went from working on U, on on U penis to UPS. <laughs> yeah, man. So it's like, dog. I don't I don't want to shame people for what they choose to do, but it's funny how these got these these uh these OnlyFans people have the nerve to try to speak on other people. Dog, all they got to do is snap their fingers and your shit is over. They already did it. Yeah, they already snapped their fingers, and it was a bunch of girls like I can't believe that they did this, and you know this is wrong, and blah blah blah, and and now now they they celebrating again. I, but I, I I don't I don't that's not my stance. I think that um, it's the internet, so you yeah, know, they could go pretty much wherever. I think only OnlyFans was very convenient, but um, if you really know how to. Uh, there are some people that are controlled by the the platform, and then there's some people that kind of live outside of platform. So mm-hmm. there, you know, there are comedians on Instagram and whatnot that they also got YouTube channels. They also, you know, they may have a stand up special that's streaming on Comedy Central or whatever. They may have, um, they may do a real tour, you know, uh, yeah. covering, you know, going across the United States just telling jokes and stuff like that. So that's a person that's not really consumed or like not really controlled by whatever uh entity um but then there are some people that they don't like you know they may have 30 million followers on tiktok and then on instagram they may have like 1 million or something like that so it's it's i think they those are people that are more so controlled by uh like platform so those girl only those girls on OnlyFans complaining 
it's like you don't got no hustle. That's you really don't. What that's it facts. Boils down to like, if you wanted to make your own website, if you wanted to you know sell your own tapes from the privacy of you know whatever, or have some sort of like direct to fan uh, relationship, right. you could you could make something out of that, or Bro, get a deal with browsers or whatever. I've seen a lot of these girls like on whether it's on No Jumper podcast or uh, on this is podcast called Fresh and Fit podcast. Those dudes is kind of kind of weirdos, but. Uh, they have like these OnlyFans girls, and these girls are really living that life. They out there buying expensive bags. They going on trips. They just bring their little camera with them and just show their body and show they they vagina or they 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 titties and shit. And they get paid a lot of money for it. Hey guys, I'm in the Louis Vuitton store. Here's my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> right. And here's the thing that I would urge men to do. Um, men need to stop being so um, desperate. Uh-huh. And like, first of all, I hate to say this, but porn is free. Yeah. Like, why are you subscribing to OnlyFans? That's, but that's what I was saying. I think that some people that have the means, they want their content curated. They don't ah, want to. I got you. They don't want to have to sift through. I want Elizabeth. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or I want you know the girl that with the red hair. Or, you know what? I like this couple right here. I like when they post videos. So. That is true. It doesn't like it, you know, to the average consumer, you just gonna look on the internet. But you know, some people are like, yo, I, I would pay nineteen dollars a month to have exactly what I want. That's or, so much money, man. Yeah. I don't know how much are they paying, like two dollars? It depends. Like a some some are like twenty dollars a month, some oh are my God. like fourteen. Um yeah, there's there's certain they, people. They interview one girl, she said, Yeah, a lot of planning goes into, you know, my videos and pictures. It's a lot of planning involved. I'm like, you ain't doing nothing but taking pictures of your ass. <laughs> Shut up. I hate people that, that make it like it's so difficult. Like I would say probably porn would be actually more like uh they, they really be having cameramen and it's stuff. It's a production value. It's a production value involved. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like okay, for example, this podcast, we're still working on uh, bringing up the aesthetic of this place, and but these mics is an investment. That camera that you're looking at right now is an investment. You know, all this stuff is an investment. Mm-hmm. You know, to further the podcast and things of that nature. Well, we've been doing this over three years. This is something that we've are building up as we go along. Yeah, but yeah. OnlyFans is like, I don't even know. Like you build up, I don't even know how that even works. <clears throat> how that scale works. Like growing an audience? Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, but I don't know. I know, I know one girl personally who has an OnlyFans, and it, there's, there's a no judgment. It's a judgment-free zone. So if she, you know, if she hears this, she hears it, who cares? I just don't know if some women should even start an OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and, it's, and it's only based on the fact that it, it doesn't it – has. I'm not saying it has anything to do with looks. It just doesn't fit who you are as a person. Ah, I got you. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that. Uh, I knew a girl, and I, I had only met her once, like on a uh, on a music video right. thing. And um, one day, she just popped up with OnlyFans, and I was like, "Dang, you don't, you don't." That doesn't. It makes sense, like afterwards when you think about it, like, oh, you know, what does she actually do for a living? Uh, but outside of that, um, it's like that, that. That's not you. Like no. you just you just trying something because you think you can make money. It's um, not even that. Women don't, women may not, they may not verbalize it, but women understand the power of sex. Women control the market when it comes to sex. Yeah. You, you ever heard the term, the, the, I guess the, the statement sex sales? Yeah. Well, women run sex. Yeah. Period. 
Period. There is no woman. If I just say, hey, I got an OnlyFans, I'm going to show my dick at 2 o'clock, I would, wouldn't nobody pay to see my dick. I mean, Tiger has a very popular. Tiger and Safari. Really? They both have two of the top, like, 10 uh, uh, OnlyFans accounts. Wow. But, I mean, one, that they, they are known for something else. Like That's true, but make, it is still you know, a guy, you know. It's still a guy, but and then they both like <clears throat> those dudes be they was leaking videos of they cock. Yeah, I think Tiger started his because somebody planned on trying to expose him or something. Yeah, but I don't think it's that. I think it was COVID. It was quarantine and people was getting broke, so he's like, I got, <laughs> I got to yeah. show this dick, man. I got to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the average dude that's out in the world cannot like they cannot replicate what women do. Women run this shit. They run this platform. You cannot be. There's a Joe Blow, just regular woman out there that's pretty cute, but it's his. I had started her OnlyFans. You know how many dudes been wanting to fuck her for the longest, and now they might get an opportunity of seeing her naked, so they're gonna subscribe. Not to mention, they don't even know what content's there because it's blocked. Mm-hmm. So it could just be a girl posting the same content that she posts on Facebook and or any other social media platform, and she's getting paid for it. Yeah, I don't think women are doing that though. What do you mean? I I couldn't imagine that they're posting the same. Oh uh, yeah, content. they are. There's there's a lot of women doing that actually. That are successful. Yeah, just pictures of them in a thong. Dang. Yeah, there's a <clears> lot. <throat> there's there's a, there's a chick. I ain't gonna say no names, but she had a picture of her with a with a bikini with her nipples showing. I'm like, I wanted to tell her like, hey, start her OnlyFans like, mm-hmm. and I wanted to tell her to start it because she could get paid. Like if you showing all this for free, fuck it, just go ahead and get paid. Go, yeah, put it behind a paywall. Put it behind a paywall. Yeah. Put it behind a paywall because mm-hmm. that's that's a new thing. I, I, OnlyFans going to be around for a minute, but I think a lot of dudes is going to start getting hip to it. What you mean? I don't know. Well, that's actually a false statement. I take I retract that statement. Men are desperate. They will continue to keep going to OnlyFans and women will continue to make a ton of money because men are so desperate and stupid that they will take out money out of their pockets because they've been doing it for decades, mm-hmm. just like strip clubs. They go to strip clubs and spend all their hard-earned money on a woman that they don't know. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, man? I, I do a dangerous job, and I work too hard to give money to a woman I don't know. I'm not getting... And you're not getting anything out of the equation besides a woman's attention. Some people like that experience, though. I mean, what? what's the experience? You just get to see titties. You get mean, to see somebody dance. I and mean, you might get a lap dance out of it. You get a lap dance so what you can get a hard dick and no pussy? That's a, that's okay for some people. That's that's torture. Some people like that. Just, the only time some I, people like just going to the club and just being around the environment environment of seeing women dancing and stuff, and they're willing to pay for that experience. That's crazy. That's, it may not make sense to you, but it's. I mean, some people are really, you know, some people like that. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 nuts. I don't even know what to say to that. God damn. Yeah. Yeah, I think some there's some men that probably like getting teased. That's got to be what it is. You must like getting teased. Or I mean, it, it may not even be that that they're getting teased. It, that that may be enough for them. Just seeing titties is is it's just like watching porn. Like you know, it's it's okay to. I mean, for some people, it's okay to. You don't even have to know who Lana Rhodes is or whatever, mm-hmm. or um, or uh, was it Alexis Texas or whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't even need to you know have be in the same state as these women. But you're just like, oh, I just like looking at. The, people the watch woman. porn they ain't just looking yeah you're right you know, some <laughs> people are probably masturbating but 
but just the visual of it, you know, sometimes people like skim through like naked pictures and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, there's that, man. Not a whole lot else to say about OnlyFans, man. Um, it's just not a, I don't think it's the best occupational choice. Uh, but hey, live <laughs> how you live, man. It, yeah, get your money, man. Get your money. It's all subjective, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, switching gears. Uh, Scott Zolak. Uh, Scott Zolak is an ex-Patriots quarterback, and he had some choice words for Cam Newton. And yeah, this is a really weird, uh, this is a very weird situation. All right. Ex-New England quarterback Scott Zolak urges Patriots uh, to turn off rap music, says Cam Newton is distracted by it. Uh, former Patriots quarterback Scott Zolak says his former team should turn off the rap music at practice, explaining he believes the tunes are hurting Cam Newton's game. Uh, seriously? Uh, Zolak, who played for the New England Patriots in 1992-98, was reporting from Pat's practice Thursday when he uh, made the wild claim saying that he believes Cam is straight up distracted by rap songs that blare over the team speakers during workouts. He said, I turn off the rap music, first of all, because I think it's distracting Cam in between every throw he's dancing. Ridiculous. I turn off the rap music. Okay, because in between every throw he's dancing, Zolak continued, he can't help himself. The 53-year-old former signal caller then said it's a stark difference when compared to a backup quarterback, Mac Jones, who he said looks like he came to work, like he's here to work and everything is attention to detail. But again, Zolak added, that's Cam style. Look here, man. Here's the problem I have with this. It's subliminal racism. I'm not one to always bring up racism because I it's 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 realistically you'll never get rid of it. Racism is something that's here to stay. But I think the way that we interpret racism in America is fucking way different. And the problem ultimately is if it's not overt to people, then it's not racism. So if someone's not calling you a nigger and they're not saying, oh, you're black and you're this and that, then it's not racist. Mm hmm. But that's not how racism works. A lot of times racism, especially in today's society, is very subliminal because even the most racist people are not racist in public. It's usually subliminal because it's not socially acceptable to say these things. Mm -hmm. Let's be clear. Let me get this context to what I'm saying. If I said, oh, man, uh, corridos is trash. Corridos is trash. That music is terrible. I'm not just disrespecting the genre of corridos. I'm disrespecting Mexican culture. You have to understand that certain things are attached to a culture of people. So when you say rap, that rap is distracting him and rap is trash and this and that, you need to understand that that's black music. That's black music. That's what it is. If I said, man, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is trash. It's trash. It's a horrible form of martial arts. Brazilian jiu-jitsu is trash. That's not just disrespecting the art form of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's disrespecting Brazilians. There are certain things that are attached directly to a culture of people. So, man, just come. I mean, stop being a coward. Just come out and call Cam Newton a nigger, please. <laughs> I hate people like this. And then you bring up. And here's the thing. Cam Newton is a uh, stereotypical black quarterback who is athletic and fast. Cam Newton slowest. I mean, not Cam Newton. Mac Jones, his backup is slow, can't run. Um, and is an old school pocket quarterback that happens to be white. And you said he came here to work and Cam's not here to work. 
That is subliminal racism. It's playing into black people being lazy. Mm-hmm. It's just subliminal bullshit that I've heard a lot of my life. And my thing, too, is when it comes down to um, Cam, and he, if he's dancing in between every play, what if he fucking loves his job? That's ridiculous. Not to mention, you look at Tom Brady. They show Tom Brady listening to rap. They just had like a literally um, page after page. They have different white quarterbacks dancing to hip hop. So here's the reason why I know that Zach, uh, uh, Scott Zolak's a fucking racist. The reason why I know that is because playing football myself, I had a lot of white teammates. And a lot of the music they listened to, it, I, I, I took something from it. Like whether it been Pantera or motherfucking Guns N' Roses or Pink Floyd or whoever. I took a lot of that music with me. And I'm sure they took a lot of hip hop with them. So we fed off each other as teammates. So for, Zach, for, for Scott Zoloff to play that many years in the league with black men and still have this stance means he's trying to be racist. This motherfucker is trying to. How the fuck you play all these years with black men and act like hip hop is just foreign and it's distracting people? Is the message always good in hip hop? No. But there's so many different levels of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Now, what music should he listen to, Scott? Country? Rock? I know a bunch of people that listen to country music and rock music and they got fucked up in practice. They was getting their asses whooped in practice. What do you want to listen to, Toby Keith, and then get his dick knocked in the fucking dirt in practice? <laughs> what do you? What's what? What? This is why you know something is subliminal racism when it there it ha, there's no reason for it. It's no context to it. It's nothing that should be said. Yeah. And I'm not reaching for racism. That's not even who I am. But with this shit here, this is what the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. If me and you as black men said, "Man, corridos is trash. That music is trash." Think about how bad that sounds. There's no context to it. Mm -hmm. That music is directly connected to Latino culture, specifically more Mexican culture. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck would you ever say something like that? Yeah. That music is distracting him. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I think um, hopefully maybe within the next few years, like these type of people will kind of revert back to the old days where you, like you said, they start calling people niggers again. Just call me a nigger and get it over with. Yeah, you don't have to be Being you know, a fucking coward. to do this, like, this kind of like subliminal or trying to like articulate yourself in a way where it sounds like a critique of his game, but in reality, it's just him like saying nigger. Um, but it, to, to me, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't make logical sense. No, it makes like, none. They play, if... On any college uh, Division One program around the country, um, when the players are warming up, they're probably going to be playing some type of music. Um, they just have the music blaring while they're stretching and warming up, and you know, throwing the ball around and stuff like that. And then probably when practice starts, they'll you know obviously turn the music off so they can hear each other and whatnot. But that that you know that's not distracting every single team around the country so it's one of these things the the annoying thing for me about this whole situation is uh kind of outside of racism it's more so along the lines that Scott Zolak he um he speaks about the game in a manner or at least in this instance he's speaking about the game in a manner in which he he doesn't realize that he's a former player so first of all like um, when I read the article initially, it was uh, I forget the I forget the um, the press, but 
basically they were throwing shots at him in the, in the article. They were like, yo, Scott Zolak, who made one playoff appearance in zero uh, Super Bowl appearances, has something to say about Cam Newton, which is an interesting tone, but it's the right tone. It's like, yo, this guy is not a successful quarterback by the standards of, of a Cam Newton who has an MVP and a Super Bowl appearance. Um, you don't even have the right to even speak about Cam Newton's game. He's right. just far more successful than you have ever been as a, a professional athlete. But so that 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 gets annoying for me when these former athletes, especially the ones that haven't been that successful, they get on these um, radio shows and they get on ES, uh, they get on First Take and they get on um, Undisputed and all these things, and they're talking about the game. They're talking about players in a way. Um, where you would think, oh, snap, like this person had to be like extremely successful when they were playing. Like, you know, for him to understand the nuances of of practice and work ethic and stuff like that. And then you go look up his stats and you're like, oh, this dude was 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 barely in the NFL. You know what I mean? So that 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 gets annoying. What music did you listen to, motherfucker? Yeah, maybe you should have listened to hip hop. (laughs) You would have got an MVP out of it and been a number one overall pick and whatnot. So, um but yeah, that's the thing. And then also it's just like, like you said, that, that, that for no reason is hip hop is more than just dancing. Like hip hop is, right. there's different subject matter. There's, there's different types of artists. There's a guy like, you know, you, you got Drake's, you got Jay-Z's, you got Nas's, you yeah. got Kendrick Lamar's, J. Cole's, you got Childish Gambino's, you got, you know, different people from different walks of life, different parts of the country. Um, and not all of it is about like the shoot 'em up, bang bang. Obviously, yeah. the beats knock just because that's kind of where we're Africans, you know, at our soul. So we come from drums and all this kind of stuff. But um, there's nothing inherently bad about listening to hip hop. No, music. just like there's nothing inherently bad about listening to rock music, rock or country, or country music, or any of it. You know what I mean? So it's just uh, it's just it's just a genre. So I think that um, for him to equate. Like Cam Newton playing bad to listen to it's like X's and O's and listening to music they're not they they don't they don't coincide they don't Cam Newton you know he probably listens to music a lot when he's working out and he like you said he he's just out there having fun but when I think when you're at that level the level of a Cam Newton um, by no means is he slacking off like no. he's a he's a, you know he's in shape you know what I mean he probably comes comes to play every week i'm sure he's putting in his time and studying it may not always translate on the field because you're playing across another person that put in the time and worked out in the off season and studied just just the same as you and it just you know it it doesn't always uh the the outcome is not always you being um, successful or you getting a w but cam newton he's a he's a grinder like and he's they talked about it in different interviews where him and some other athletes were, you know, just talking about off-season training, and they like, yo, I came to the gym, and Cam Newton was already there. Yeah, he was there getting it in before I was, and you know, he stayed after I was there. So it's just like I don't, I don't, I don't really appreciate these narratives from these former athletes. Yeah, man, a lot of it is hate. A lot of it is ignorant. The reason why I tie in, the reason why I tied in the racist, the the, the racist deal is because no one is brave enough to be racist nowadays. Yeah. You just a bitch. Like, you a punk. Because now you saying this shit, and not to mention, it's a black quarterback. Yeah. You mentioned that he's distracted by rap, and you guys need to stop playing rap. So you've created, and then you mentioned that the guy behind him is ready to work. 
as if he's not working. Mm-hmm. So you have to see how these things correlate, and you have to understand the historical context. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you don't, if this none of this makes sense to you, and you're like, no, you're just reaching for racism. You're just being liberal, reaching for racism. You don't fucking listen. Mm-hmm. In America, these things have long ties. So you can't even dance to hip hop as a black man playing quarterback when Tom Brady listens to hip hop in, in New England all those years. And your stupid bitch ass made a fucking tone deaf comment like this. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. They show a pic- video after video of Tom Brady and a whole bunch of other white quarterbacks dancing to hip hop during practice. But you want to point out Cam Newton. Why is that, buddy? Because you're too much of a pussy to be a racist. You got to say this type of shit. Look, at the end of the day, if I said, if I wrote an article or said something like, wow, Mac, Mac Jones listening to that music, he's just, he's benefiting from privilege out there on the field. Yeah. Wouldn't, that's a pretty tone deaf, racist comment from a black man, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm saying, whoa, that guy's just listening to Toby Keith, looking like he's just privileged out there on the field. That just doesn't make sense. That's the equivalent to this stupid fucking comment. Yeah. <clears throat> you got to stop doing this, man. Stop doing this. If you don't got the balls to be racist in public and just say, hey, look, Cam's a nigger. You shouldn't be on the field. <laughs> right? If you don't got the balls to say that, just shut the fuck up, please. Mm-hmm. This stuff drives me nuts when people do this. Mm-hmm. Stop it, bro. Stop it. I've had motherfuckers say shit like, uh, it could be anything. There's been an influx of some players coming from, uh, uh, there's, I've seen the comments on 49ers, on the 49ers, um, like on Instagram. There's a player from Mexico that's playing right tackle for the 49ers. I think he's like second or third string. And then there's another Mexican player that came from, I think from Monterey, and he plays for Dallas. And I've seen like a bunch of like Mexican flags, like Mexican people being proud to have somebody from Mexico playing in the NFL. That's a big deal. Yeah. And I've seen comments like, uh, somebody was like, chill with the Mexican flags. This is the United States. And then like, hey, you guys, all right, I'm proud that they're here too, but let's chill. With <laughs> all. And it's like, I'm let, them, let them be proud to be Mexican, man. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with them being Mexican in America? Yeah. How many Mexican players play in the NFL? Not very many. Mm-hmm. That's a milestone. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it, but I've seen this shit. I'm looking at the comments. I'm like, man. Can y'all just come out and say you racist, please? Mm-hmm. Can you just come out and fucking say it? Yeah. God damn. So th- that's why some of these things that I see on the field in the NFL where it says like end racism, like that's a bullshit statement. People are gonna be racist. That's just the thing. Yeah, and then, and not much we can do about it except like I don't know mass extinction for racist people. Look, by the way, look, this is not me chastising white people. It's racism everywhere. But the motherfucker that said this happened to be white, and he happened to be stupid as fuck. He pasty white too. Yeah, it's like, dude, shut the fuck up, man. You sucked in the NFL. Cam Newton's been had a better career than you've had. He's been dancing. He's been doing all this shit when he's with the Panthers. Can't even wash Cam Newton's clothes with your career. Yeah, you you can't even wash Cam Newton's fucking jockstrap, dude. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> can't stand these. I can't stand people that, you know, especially people with incomplete careers come out and say this. Like, I'm going to show him. You can still have scrutiny as Cam Newton. That's fine. You can say, like, I don't think Cam Newton's ready to work or whatever. That's cool. I don't think Cam Newton is focused. That's cool. But to use rap music, God damn, that's the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard. Yeah, that that's my thing. Like, you, you have to... 
and that's what a lot of athletes say too. I think they just want you to keep it on sports. You know what I mean? Like if it's if I'm playing bad, um, as far if I miss some shots in basketball or if I drop the ball or whatever, keep keep it on sports. You know, even when Odell Beckham he was all on the boat and stuff. You know that in that conversation was like okay, kind of got outside of sports, but it was something that you publicly displayed. You put it out there that you was on the boat with all these females and stuff like that. Right. But what athletes don't like is when you first you you put like some undertones of racism in there, and then secondly you try to like bring in some personal stuff like Stupid. oh he, you know I heard it was some arguments going on in the house uh, the last couple of weeks with the wife, and uh, he's just been off his game or it's like oh you know, my you know, god like, you know he doesn't need, he's he's I heard he's been listening to a lot of that Jay Z I heard he's been listening yeah he's really been digging that Nas album and it's it's ruining <laughs> his game so it's just like don't they don't take it there keep it on sports keep it on sports keep it on you know the guys on the field. And then I think a lot of the athletes will be okay with that. Here, here's another one. All right, so there's gonna I need be that charger. Oh, you need it. All right, here you go, sir. Here's your charger, sir. Yeah. Keith is selfish. He took my charger that I bought. <laughs> no, I'm playing. That's his. Um, before anybody says like you're saying that rap is black music, what about everybody? Isn't because some people have such a simplistic mindset. They think so simplistically. It doesn't make sense. So let me be very, very clear when I say this. This is how you trick the brain. When you think of rap, what race do you think about? I won't even say it. When you think of rock music, what race do you think about? I won't even say it. When you think about country music, what race do you think about? I'm not even going to say it. When you think of corridos, what race of people do you think about? I'll rest my case. Let's move on. <laughs> when you think about K-pop. <laughs> K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you know be you you know be crazy with well, somebody like some K-pop artist just busted through the door right now. <laughs> All right, switching gears. Uh, Dale Curry and his separation from his wife. Uh, if you don't know who Dale Curry is, he is the father of Steph Curry, um, arguably MVP of the whole league. Um, yeah, he didn't get who got MVP last year. I forgot. Uh, Giannis did, I think. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was Giannis. That's so dope. He got MVP and the title. And the chip. That's how you do it. That's how you do it, Giannis. All right, man. There we go. All right. Here we are. Uh, <coughs> Steph Curry's parents accuse each other of cheating in, docu- in, in divorce docs. Steph Curry and, Se- and Seth Curry's mom says the strange husband, Del Curry, cheated on her with different women while married, and she had no choice but to divorce the ex-NBA star. But Dale's telling a different story, saying Sonya cheated during the relationship. TMZ broke news. 55-year-old Sonya filed for divorce on June 14th in North Carolina, citing uh, Dale's marital misconduct. Dale responded with a court filing of his own, accusing Sonya of acts of illicit sexual misconduct prior to their separation and then lying about the alleged incidents. He also says she is now living with another man, claiming that should prevent her from collecting alimony. But now Sonya is firing back, admitting she's she's in a dating relationship with another man, but saying it didn't start until months after she and Dale agreed to legally separate. She also notes she is not living with the man, but rather alone 
because Dale refused to allow her to stay in their home. <laughs> oh, yeah, that says a lot. <laughs> and then she dropped the hammer saying it was actually Dale who was unfaithful, hooking up with different women while married. To make matters worse, Sonia says Dale's infidelity was known to family and close friends, saying it was basically an open secret. Okay, here's the problem. Here is the problem. Um, first of all, as people, we need to stop putting... Uh, we need to stop placing a crown and making people kings and queens of marriages and having this weird, uh, unhealthy, like this unhealthy viewing of other people's relationships like they're just so great. Mm-hmm. What you need to understand is in the real world, people are cheating. People are fucking other people. People are lying. People are doing all these things in most relationships. That's mm-hmm. why over 50 percent of people get divorced, divorced. OK, OK. Um, here's the deal too. Dale Curry was, uh, got, he went to the 1986 NBA draft, I believe that was on there. Um, and she went to Virginia tech with, uh, with Dale, but you know who else went to Virginia tech? Steve Johnson. Steve Johnson. Isn't that a, and he's the one that's rumored to be cheating with his wife. So they all went to college together and here's the problem. Do you really believe that they barely started fucking when she was 55? Come on, man. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't believe that at all, man. Mm-hmm. He played tight end for the New England Patriots. He got drafted by New England back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it's weird because a lot of people, it's normal for people, especially married people, to get tired of one another. Wait, did he play with Scott Zolak? Oh, wow. That's a good point. He might have. Dang. He might have. He got taken in 88. He actually did play with him. I think he did play with him. That's crazy. That's a trip. Yeah. So you got a, a a racist and a white fucker <laughs> on the same team. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> and look, now um, this guy went to school with Dale Curry, was a friend of the family, mm-hmm. and is fucking this guy. But I don't think it started now. This is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I could be completely off base. But if she known him that long and they all went to college together, maybe there was a time when she was like 23, 24. And, you know, a lot of people break up, but it's unofficial. You know, they'd be like, you know what? Dale's just on my nerves and we, we're just, we're off right now. Do you know how many women, when they're off from their boyfriend and it's like an unofficial breakup, they be getting smashed? Yeah. It's a very regular thing. And yeah. women and men and women listening to this podcast, if you have broken up with your boyfriend for like five days, a lot of y'all have been fucking within them five days. Or even getting an argument. You get that's what I'm saying. You get you get in an argument and you unofficially broken up. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a week, maybe two weeks go by, you take a break. You know how many women I have dealt with? I'm not making it like I'm a record breaker. I'm not at all. But I fucked women on a two week break. <laughs> I, I have literally had sex with a woman that broke up and it was like almost two weeks later and I fucked her. Yeah. After leaving a relationship that was over like six or eight years long, mm-hmm. all it took for me was a little over a week to get some pussy from her. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm not trying to make it like I'm just righteous. I'm saying this because these are my experience as a single man. <laughs> like I have experienced how people really move in the real world. Stop lying to people and bullshitting out in the world. You guys are full of fucking shit. A lot of you guys have broken up and you was already getting some pussy or getting some dick within two weeks. 
<laughs> so I'm just saying that she probably had that experience, and this Steve Johnson dude probably fucked the shit out of her, and she left it alone. And then she stayed married. She got back. Wasn't even all of a sudden she back connected to this guy who was a friend of the family. I think that's my take is different. I think I um, if they're just divorcing now, mm-hmm. then it probably means that she she had she didn't cheat or she didn't he, she didn't cheat in a way that Dale Curry knew about it. Because exactly for my understanding about this situation. Um, it seems like she got caught doing something or whatever the case may be, and he was like, it was over. This, this is what I think happened. I think that Dale Curry and her, they've been together for so many years. Dale mm-hmm. Curry been in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He, he on the road. He traveling around the country and stuff. It might be some females coming to the hotel. He might be knocking them down. Him and his teammates might go out and party after a game. He probably knocking down a few females. Sonia Curry is calling him a couple times. Mm-hmm. He not answering the phone. He hit her back the next morning. Sorry, babe. I was really tired after the game. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it was a, t- it was a tough one. Yep. Meanwhile, he was actually knocking, you know, knocking hoes down. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff. She she got that implanted in her mind. She may have actually caught him, and he may have been he may have been a habitual cheater. So he yes. may be cheated into his forties and you know his late forties and yes. whatnot. And she probably was harboring those those things um, all that time. And then she finally said, "I'm I'm done with it." But to, this is what I call like the proximity effect. Um, I think there are a lot of women that that will cheat, of course, but there's a lot of women that will be almost loyal to a fault, but they do have other options out there. So Steven Johnson being a friend of the family, he probably over there all the time. She may be able to vent to him. Um, you know, they may be chopping it up on the phone. Dell's not answering the phone again. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. He's like, oh, you know, I always answer the phone for you, baby. Next thing mm-hmm. you know, when they take that break and they're still technically married, but, you know, they're probably arguing and, and uh, Sonia's like, you know, I'm done with you. You know, I'm moving out, whatever. To, or he probably kicked her out. She, because she probably didn't have yeah. no means to like live on her own. But yeah, yeah. Uh, he kicked her out, and she, I don't know, she probably scraped up some money to get a little apartment in whatever city they in Charlotte or whatever. Um, and then next thing you know, she just jumped right into something else because that's just like she, she, she was kind of courting Steven Johnson. You mm-hmm. know, they they probably talked on a level where it was where she deemed it appropriate for a marriage. But in reality, he, I know he was because I know myself, you know, in that situation, I know he was sneaking some stuff in there. Like, dang, you look good in this little Instagram picture. Yeah, like, yeah. Heart and hitting the hard eyes yeah. on, the, uh, on a little post and whatnot. Yep. And next thing you know, when she's separated or whatever the case may be, she get, she get her back blown out. And then Dale finds out and that's the last straw. Cause Dale, Dale is a man. Dale is like, if I get caught cheating, there's still a way for we for us to get back it's, together. It's ego, but <laughs> ego if, problem. If Sonia cheats or she gets caught talking to somebody else, it's over. So that's my. This uh, is the male, the male ego problem. The male ego problem. This is why, it, like I, I say this a million times, why men shouldn't cheat on women. Like if you decide that you want to marry this woman and she's awesome then don't cheat on her. And the reason why is not only is it morally right, but if you cheat, just prepare to get your heart broken because women could do you way worse than you could ever do them. Women will have you believing that they are faithful to you after you cheated on them. And that time that she's going to the gym, she's actually sucking dick. Dang. I know merit. Look, I'm just trying to. The time that she's going to the gym, gym, she's actually meeting Jim. Yeah, she's getting her back blown out. <laughs> <laughs> she's meeting Jim. <laughs> hey, 
Uh, look, I'm just going to give you real life accounts. I have homeboys that were all personal trainers, right? Yeah. At multiple gyms in Bakersfield. And a couple of them was fucking married women. Yeah. My homeboy was fucking a married chick in the parking lot. That's dangerous. Yeah, he's fucking her in the parking lot. She was married. Mm-hmm. Then I had a homie when I was in college. Uh, we was only like 21 or like 20. And the chick was like 32. Mm-hmm. And she got mad at him because he wouldn't keep fucking her. She came she up. In a relationship. She came up to Bakersfield College and said, "Why are you tripping? What's your problem?" And he's like, "You're married. Just back off. Let me alone." Nah. She was mad at him for not Crazy. fucking her no more. These are the people that are married, man. He was, he was giving the dick was too good. You can't give no married woman good dick like that. Bro, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking like, yo, like these are the type of people that are in marriages, mm-hmm. but you can't cheat on women because they could do you worse than you could ever do them. They could do you way worse because here's the thing. Let's say you cheated on a woman when you were like 23 and you hurt her really bad, but you guys worked it out. And then she didn't cheat on you. You guys, the marriage is going great. Everything's going good. And then all of a sudden, this this dude that's getting her attention. Mind you, it's probably like 15, 20 years later. If a woman is still attractive and she's still getting attention, dog, she'll go fuck somebody and not feel bad about it. That's how women's brains really work. They're not going to feel bad about fucking somebody when you did it first. They're going to do it. And even if it hurts your soul and your ego and you don't understand it, she's been hurting for 20 years. And that felt good for her. It felt good. She's been itching. She's been itching. And somebody finally scratched that itch. I think, I I mean, I've been on the other end of those conversations like, oh, my boyfriend is doing this or he cheated on me so many times or I caught him doing this. So they just like, yo, this is, this is, I'm not, I'm not going to break up with you, but this is just me getting even. Oh yeah. But see, they're never going to verbalize that to you though. That's what I'm saying. This is, that, that's just me articulating it. But I, th- I think that's what I was saying even for Sonya Curry. It sounds like the tone of that conversation is like, hey, I got caught and Del Curry is done with me. It wasn't like we're not getting back together or, you know, yeah. you, know uh, you know, I don't want nothing to do with him. She's like, he kicked me out of the house because of whatever situation. Um, we were separated and I had been in a dating relationship and all that. Um, but I honestly think if Dell was like, "Hey, sorry, uh, uh, hey baby, I'm sorry about all of this," he he come up with some flowers. He bring a he bring a, uh, a mariachi band out there and they sing some you know some lovely songs and whatnot. She would probably be like, "Oh my gosh, babe!" And just they just here's a you want like, that you, toxic relationship. I, I, this is I guess this is free game or just me what I've observed. You want to know how you know a woman ain't shit? It's two ways. If you see her making subliminal jabs about her current boyfriend on social media, like men don't need to do this or this. If she's speaking about her boyfriend or husband in a bad light publicly, she ain't shit. Mm -hmm. And here's why. Fellas, how many times has a woman came and told you horror stories about her ex? Horror stories. Yeah, horror stories (laughs) about her ex or her current boyfriend, how he ain't acting right. Because what they're trying to do is absolve themselves from fucking you. See, they want to uh, yeah, they want to make themselves not look bad, right? Mm-hmm. For doing something wrong. What you need what I'm thinking in my mind is like, look here baby girl, what you need to do is get back with your man that you probably you probably telling me that y'all separated but y'all probably still together. Yeah. Right? And you you don't want to feel bad for giving me some pussy. So, I'm only here for the pussy. If you want to fuck me, cool, let's do that. Yeah. But if not, just shut the fuck up and move on. Because I, I don't want to hear these lies. I know you're lying. I remember uh, I was talking to this this girl, and um, 
she had a boyfriend and I knew that, but I was, um, I was just, you know, and especially like the, the, so you, you topping it up about casual stuff, like Mm -hmm. how's your day going with, you know, what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. And then as it gets later on into the night, that's when you start sneaking in a little flirtatious stuff and stuff. And that's, that's what I was doing. So I remember all of that was going on. And I was saying a little stuff here and there, and then she hit me with one of those statements you're talking about. She was just like, uh, my boyfriend, he's just in college, and he's just acting crazy out there. And I'm just like, oh, dang. That was so he's guy. not even here then? Oh, well. But I, that's what I'm saying. They kind of introduced that whole boyfriend or try mm-hmm. to like badmouth their boyfriend right. in the midst of... Uh, you know, you flirting with them, and they shouldn't even be having this conversation. Not at all. Not you know at what all. I mean? And that's just that was just not, what, what it is. Is that conversation <clears throat> is, is is to invite you in, but you have to play their game, yeah. right? So by playing her game, it means like, yeah, my boyfriend's just a jerk, and be like, oh, that's messed up. I would never do you like that. Ah, they waiting for you to say something like that. Like huh? me, I don't. I wouldn't say that. I'd just be like, all oh, day, that's crazy. That's my approach. Oh, yeah, dang, that's crazy. Like I don't, I'm not trying to be your man. I, I'm, I yeah, and I'm not bashing your boyfriend because because I, I don't know him. He probably could be a great guy. I, yeah, I don't know that. I don't know your relationship. You I, might be the bad person for talking exactly. to me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, man, I'm telling you. I remember I mentioned um, uh, it, just example A. I went on a date with this chick. We're just talking, and she literally had stories of how bad her uh, ex husband was. Yeah. And I'm thinking like I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I'm trying to drop some dick off. Like I'm only here for the pussy. That's all yeah. I'm here for. But guess what? You could say I'm a bad person and like, oh, Eddie, wow, like you should be better than that. You shouldn't just be hooking up with girls and and doing that. But let's be clear: we're adults. We're human beings. Women are fucking people. Men are fucking people. It's a lot of babies out here. And not to, not not even that. Just the fact that just regular people. You ain't got to be a hoe, and you don't got to be a womanizer. <clears throat> Just because I'm single doesn't mean I'm not getting no pussy. I'm getting some pussy here and there, you know. And just like women, just like a woman that is single, she's not just fucking celibate. Somebody is fucking her. Yeah. Like we need to cut this. Like these ideas that people have, they need to stop because reality takes place. Not this bullshit that people keep trying to make you believe. All the, yeah, it's it's almost like when you think about it, because when you out here courting women and you're single and whatnot, right? Um, you you're thinking like, dang. Like she look good. I don't even know who could be smacking her. Meanwhile, it's somebody. Somebody's fucking her. Somebody that somebody you, you probably know. Especially you know if the uh, at least the, the friends that I have, like they, it's, especially when they're single, they be out here like you know talking to different women. So there's always like a a, a process you have to go through. Like hey, you, you you might share the Instagram profile. Hey, you know her. You know her, or you know, you know that's the that's kind of like how their conversation goes because they know that they, you know, they didn't touch so many different women that you know you might run into somebody that already been smacked by one of your friends. It's crazy, and it's crazy how I've heard, I've literally seen women post or say like, "I'm just good on dudes. I ain't talking to guys. They're just nasty, and I'm just focusing on me." And the same girl, you could either invite her over your house at two a.m. or you going over her house. And it's like, stop it. Yeah. Right? Just, mm-hmm. just stop mm-hmm. the bullshit. We, trust me, ladies, just, unless the dude is just oblivious, most of us, we get that you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get it. We're just playing your game. <clears throat> yeah. But 
ultimately attention seeking. I think you said what I said. I think those posts are very attention seeking. Yeah, they're trying to get the attention of the man that they actually are attracted to. Yeah, and what happens is a bunch of the wrong men that they don't like are the ones that get in their DMs and they're like, "Oh, these guys are so annoying." But then when the dude that they really like finally gives them attention, then they they own it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the the thing about it though is just in general. This whole conversation, just most people shouldn't even be married, man. You mm-hmm. mean you wasted thirty three years of each other's time? Yeah, thirty three years. Now? What do you do now? You're fifty five years old. You got busted cheating. What the fuck? Dell, I mean, if Dell wanted to, he could still be out here. He's a you know decent looking older Del, man. Dell, I'm pretty sure he does okay for himself. And even a man of his age could get some young, some young yeah, pussy. He man, he can smack some. He yeah. can smack something young. There mm-hmm. are a lot of women that don't care about a man's looks; they care about his wallet. <laughs> a lot of women like a lot of women like that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of women like that. And we say women do not care about it. And I hate these blanket statements about men and women, about how men are and how women are. Like I know the real world. Mm-hmm. They say women don't care about a man's wallet. We could pay for ourselves. All right. No. But, I mean I, I think, you know, what my point to that is I, I I do think that there is like some character traits that you know women are attracted to, whether it's like honesty and right, right, right. integrity and all and all this kind of stuff. But nobody want no broke nigga. No, not at all. And and right, and I'm just be honest. Like a man being nice and kind and all of that stuff, that's secondary stuff. We we have to realize as men and women, we're very um, what's the word I'm looking for. We're very immature about the things that really attract us. We could say, I like honesty. I like this and that. But truth be told, you only talking to her because she got nice titties. You, yeah. You, the nice titties are what made you walk over and talk to her, fool. Mm-hmm. Her nice ass is why you even walked over there. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with honesty and integrity. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with that, motherfucker. You know why you went over there? Yeah. The same thing as women like... Um, a man that is kind and know how to respect me. Okay, fine, but you didn't walk over there or you didn't try to get that man's attention because he was kind. You tried to get his attention because he was handsome and tall and he had a lot of gold chains on or he had a fucking Lamborghini. Like this is why so many marriages fail is because the the initial reason why we even go up to people has nothing to do with integrity or kindness or nothing. And we stick around those people because of the things we want. But the things we want oftentimes don't complement real relationships. Mm-hmm. What, like getting with a girl because she got a big booty. What is that going to do for you long term? <laughs> but but we, have to, we have to be attracted to our partner. We have I to just, be attracted. But attractiveness, that shit is only, what, 15% of a real relationship? No, I'm saying like I, I don't see a world where people are just like you. You. That's the only reason you're going to talk to somebody. Like that's even a fact. if you're if you're you just scrolling through Instagram or you know you're at the club, that's that's the initial thing. But after that, that's when it comes time where it's like, okay, she looks good, but what what does she have to offer? What does he have to but offer? That's the problem. And that's that's what I think people are only kind of they're putting that look as like Ex- 90% of the relationship. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing <clears throat> that's making you stay. What men and women need to do is realize like, hey, you got in women, you, he attracted you because he was handsome, he was tall, and he probably made a lot of money. Because mm-hmm. women can say what they want and say, like, we don't need a man's money. And I'm not saying they do, but at the same time, a man with a lot of money is attracted to you. Stop fucking lying. A man that's financially secure, 
Probably got a seven-bedroom house, a couple cars, mm-hmm. smells good, he's tall, he's, <clears throat> he's in good shape, he's kind of buff. Mm-hmm. You want that shit. Stop lying. You want it. Same way as a guy. It could be a chick that's super hot. You know, she's 5'7", small waist, big butt, nice breasts, pretty face, long hair. They went over, even if she's a woman that, that, that looks like that, that's not even that great of a communicator, gets married, bro. Mm-hmm. You know how many women that don't even, like, they don't have much to offer. They always, these guys marry them. It's for the look. And men have such an ego problem, they marry these women as, as and they treat them like, what, like trophy wives, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, my wife's hot. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool for now. Yeah. What the fuck is that going to mean when, when some real shit happens? Yeah, I mean, and looks they you kind of they kind of like go away. They do go away by the time you know Sonia Curry is an anomaly. You know, she looks very good for her age, but yeah. when your women get fifty-seven years old, she ain't gonna look like that. No, she not. She not. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like, I, as far as and my critique is not so much of Dale Curry and his wife. It's more like it's more or less a critique of society. Mm-hmm. And I think that you really start to see the world. Um, through a certain lens when you spent enough time like really being single and looking at how the world is. Yeah. And and you reference the scenarios you have been in as a young man. And it's like, it's certain stuff I see now when it happens again, I'm like, oh, that's not even a red flag. That's like a, uh, that's like a permanent red flag. Yeah. When are liberals going to start normalizing cheating? That's what I want to do. <laughs> you should be able to have nine partners, <laughs> nine partners if you want. There's nothing wrong with having nine part. Look, man. There's nothing wrong with lying to your partner. Look, okay. me, here's the thing. Me and Keith are more liberal than anything, but it's like it's a certain part of being left wing we don't subscribe to at all. Mm-hmm. Some of this shit is just so fucking stupid. It's far out. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it, it's like um, my friend is transracial and <laughs> transracial man. If you don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, my friend identifies as a black man. You'd be like, no, he's not black. Can you tell your friend to shut the fuck up, please? God damn, man. The funny part about Rachel Dolezal, that situation, is that when you're when you're like blonde hair, blue eyes, you can't be transracial. No. She was only what it probably happened to her is that there was a couple black people that came up to her like, are you mixed? Mm-hmm. And she was like, no. And then she probably heard it enough times where she was like, man, I'm going to start getting this perm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start curling my hair. Yeah. I'm going to get a little tan going on. Rachel Dolezal is not transracial. She's trans stupid. <laughs> That's what she should put as her race. Yeah. When she go fill out a job application, it's trans yeah. stupid. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, now I'm going to get canceled. Somebody probably going to take a sound clip. Like when we really, when we really get on top, they're going to pull an old clip and be like, trans stupid. <laughs> Eddie said trans stupid. He's transphobic. There you go. I'll be running for office by then. <laughs> don't vote for they Eddie. Gonna sc- they going to scrub all the podcasts. Don't, rub, don't, don't uh, vote for Eddie. Vote no on Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> no on Prop Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> vote no on Proposition 69. <laughs> <laughs> Vote no on a trucker's mind podcast. Whatever happened to this whole um uh Gavin Newsom recall or whatever? I mean, it's still a thing. Oh. I, like Gavin is a moron. I'll just be honest. Like he really is. Some people are saying he just tried to help he just tried to help California, this and that. Like some some of the shit that conservatives are mad about 
some of it is just confirmation bias, but a lot of it is legitimate. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of it is legitimate. Not to mention that Gavin Newsom couldn't even follow his own fucking rules during a lockdown. That nigga was in the function. Yeah, he was in there like, yeah, hip-hop music. Yeah, cocaine. Gavin Newsom, man, slick my hair back. Hip-hop yeah. music, you stupid. <laughs> Gavin Newsom looks like a failed actor. He does. <laughs> Yeah. That dude is rich as fuck, too. He's got, like, a whole wine vineyard and shit. Yeah, I believe it. His business was considered essential. Not too many. Um, yeah, wine is definitely essential. Not too many um, politicians are broke out here. Mm-mm. They're like making it, big money. The, I mean, you need some money to kind of, like, present yourself in a certain way. Yeah. You know? and, then, and then a lot of people... Because even when Trump was running and the people that were kind of clueless, they would interview him like, hey, why do you think Trump could be the next president? And a lot of them was like, he's a billionaire. He's, you know, he's run successful businesses. And that that's the kind of narrative out there. So I think that when we see uh, guys like George Bush or Gavin Newsom or um, any of these other people running for, for office and we kind of look at their business acumen, we're like, OK, I can trust that person to run you right. know, a state or a country. Yeah, but the problem is, is America a country or a business? Um, it's more than a business. I think business is part of it. But it, we got, you know, we got wars going on. We got all kind of different stuff that you, we got uh, racism that you got to deal with. And it's yeah. just so much other stuff outside. People of falling it. off crates. Yeah, yeah, you got to deal with You know what's crazy, crash. bro? I was thinking like, you know, some people risk their lives for this country. Some people risk their lives for their families. And some people risk their lives walking on milk crates. That's funny. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing, yeah, dude? Yeah, that's funny. It's like, oh my God. It's people, and I will say this, people fight abroad and go to Afghanistan and risk their life for this country so you can walk across milk crates like a fucking idiot. That's facts. <laughs> yeah, that's a bar. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like... People be like, oh, man, they complain about this and that and politics and whatnot. But there's people out there literally toting a gun and risking their life so you could yeah. snap your leg on a fucking uh, fucking milk cart. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Shikari Richardson. Um, Shikari Richardson is becoming a uh, she's becoming a nuisance in a way. Mm-hmm. And I guess that that could be I guess that could be just my opinion. But. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. There's a lot of shit coming out about her in the media, and it's it's terrible. And this is from The Root. It says, you're way out of pocket. Black Twitter erupts after Shikari Richardson comes for track and field legend Allison Felix. Fresh off collecting her 11th Olympic medal at the Tokyo Olympics and in turn becoming the most decorated American track and field athlete of all time, Allison Felix made an appearance Monday night on Jimmy Kimmel Live to discuss her experience in Tokyo uh, as well as her new sneaker brand. Uh, but instead of focusing solely on her own accomplishments <clears throat> and endeavors, the 35-year-old also took the time to send some love to embattled in, in sprinter Shakari Richardson, who was unable to compete in the Tokyo, in Tokyo after failed drug test. I know that she's obviously been through so much, and I hope that she's just supported. I hope people rally around her, Felix said. Obviously, she has a great personality, and she's brought a lot of attention to the sport, and I think she'll be in the sport for a very long time. She continued, I think just more than anything for all athletes, there's so much uh, that goes into it. I just give her the support that she, I just give her the support that she needs. And freaking after, after Allison Felix gave that praise to Shakari Richardson, this is what Shakari said, end quote. Where the fuck? Oh, 
She said, in quote, encouraging words on TV shows are just as real as well. Nothing. Really? So somebody really, nigga? somebody came and vouched for you. And not to mention, this isn't the only dumb shit that Shakari Richardson has done. Shakari Richardson also was liking p- tweets, making fun of Jamaicans, <laughs> making fun of like low key racist uh, stereotypes of Jamaicans mm-hmm. about them. Uh, oh, walking you, barefoot. y'all got to walk barefoot to the coconut stand mm-hmm. and all of that. And like, this is the same person that people jumped out the window to uh, support when she first failed the drug test. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yo, Allison Felix is the most decorated track and field, no, the most decorated athlete in Olympic history, right? And she knew not to do drugs. <laughs> So why are we so empathetic to somebody that failed a fucking test and they knew goddamn well that they should have not done it? And people say, well, you know, it's a lot of racism involved. Like, what's racist about not smoking weed? Yeah. Like, all you got to do is not smoke weed. That's also, all you got to do. Not a black, it's not a black thing. It's that not makes, a black that's thing. That's annoying for me. I don't smoke weed. There is a racial kind of this is a racial historical historical context affiliated with weed. If you guys don't know what I mean, go look up Reefer Madness on YouTube. You ever heard of Reefer Madness? Mm-mm. It was basically saying that it was a drug that um, made, uh, I guess, it made white women want to date black men. Mm. Watch, I look, I look it up right now live, and you'll see what I'm saying. And it's pretty weird. So I guess the racial. Uh, uh, I guess the connotation is from way back then. Watch this shit. Reefer Madness. It came out in 1936. Mm-hmm. All right. And this is what it says. High school principal Alfred uh, relates an audience of parents that marijuana can have devastating effects on teens. In this story, a drug supplier entices several restless teens, including brother, blah, 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 blah. Into frequently reefer house, Billy drawn into smoking dope, which affects their family lives and leads to a terrible crime. This is crazy. Hold on. Where's the other one? Hold on. Hold on. Say that I'm not talking shit. It's terrible, man. Some of this shit. Uh, it says, and it shows uh, how racism contributed to marijuana prohibition in the United States. Uh, Dun, dun, dun. As early as the 1800s, there were no federal restrictions on the seller possession of cannabis, U.S. hemp. Okay, 1987 sites. I'm not going to spend all day looking for this shit. But to make a long story short, you can look it up for yourself. Um, yeah, Shakari Richardson is now becoming very unlikable. Um, and the thing about it, man, is a lot of times when we go out to support people, a lot of times it's, it's confirmation bias. Like, we'll see somebody smokes weed, and since we smoke weed, we're like, they need to be in the sport. That's not right. You shouldn't kick Shakari Richardson out. Yeah. And it was so many people that were quick to do that shit, and she turned out to be a very unpleasant person. By the way, you can't continue to have this idea um, and this attitude about things when you're losing. See, I hate to break it to you folks, but people like winners. And a lot of times people will only support you when you're winning. Nike is supporting her, a bunch of other people. And you came in ninth? How you come in last place? Talking about all this shit. And then after she took ninth, she was like, nobody can take this from me and this and that. I'm thinking like, dude, you came in ninth. Yeah. What, <laughs> what are you doing? 
How, were you were, like? How did you come in ninth after barely after she would have went to the Olympics? How do you go from going to the Olympics to going ninth? Getting beat by everybody that was everybody. The, the crazy part about that, you know, her coming in ninth. I think they actually extended the the track one at, more lane. Huh? Yeah, I think they extended it one more lane. So they literally extended that track one more lane so she could get blown out by. It's crazy. So that means if they didn't extend it one more lane, then Shakari would have not even came in no place. <laughs> she would have been on the couch smoking weed, watching. <clears throat> but um, but. The, the 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 thing about it, and you said this before, um, people's characters are situational, right? So we don't we don't know how people are going to act until they are um, in those places. So for Shakara, she's probably, I could imagine she hasn't um, lost very many races in in her whole life, let alone coming ninth. I I can't imagine her ever coming in ninth ninth place. In, in any sort of thing, because I'm sure she's been the fastest girl in, in junior high and high school and college and stuff like that. So she's always been uh, just really fast. But these are um, situations that are, you know, character defining situations. When you come in ninth place and then you get on the interview and you're doing all this rah-rah talking, I'm not done yet. I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back and better than ever. And then like all the Jamaican girls is walking by you just laughing because they already know the deal. It's just like, it just, like you said, it just, it just shows her, her true character. Um, the thing for me and, and the thing for, um, I guess the real, for for myself, I actually love watching track. That's one of my uh, <clears throat> favorite sports to watch. And even during the Olympics, that's pretty much the only um, sport that I kept up with. Um, we 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 were more understanding of the kind of popularity of Shakari Richardson. Um, I think we we understood that she was fast and she did win the the trials for you know the hundred meters or whatever. Um, but that didn't necessarily mean she was going to win gold. Because the the two women, uh, Fraser Price and Thompson, I think I, I wish I sorry if I you know I'm butchering her name, but um, those two women were the two fastest women in the previous Olympics, so um, they were going to be the favorites coming into this this Olympics, and their times are just so so much faster than Shakari Richardson's times. Um, so from that standpoint, the real like track fans, they knew that you know. She was not necessarily a sure shot to to win um, to win a gold medal or even to win a medal, just because it's always some sneaky sneaky uh, athletes that sneak in there and they and they uh, potentially steal or they just have the race of their life and then they get in there and then they you know slot, sneak in there in third place or whatever and then they kind of like go down in history as a right. you know, bronze medal winner. Um, so that's one thing. Sh- Shakari Richardson is more of a Conor McGregor than you know, like a like a Usain Bolt or Michael Johnson or right. any of these other like athletes we kind of look at in in that light. Um, because she she was more of a personality that captured the casual fan. Yes. So for you know for a person like Ti and I don't know if he watches track or anything, but for him to even be like a fan of her and all these other people and. Um, even SZA commenting, commenting on what she was doing. Like a lot of these people, they don't seem to be like real, real track fans, but they just seem to be um, connected with pop culture. So they, you know, they seen what was going on. They were like, yo, she got the color hair. She fast. She got a good personality. I see her um, out here 
talking about her losing her mom and she just has a a, a really good story and right. she went to hug her her grandma or whatever after she won the race like oh i just love this girl i love her personality um but for us you know that are like really in tune with what's going on it's just like that's cool and all mm-hmm. but is she fast like is she going yeah, to about the sport and then like we said you know your 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 character is situational so after she comes out and then it's like yo she's she can't even run in the Olympics because she smoked weed, which is kind of like that was kind of like the first kind of thing that we we seen, and we're kind of like, dang, it, it sucks that you smoke weed. You do have to take responsibility for what you did, um, and then she did take onus for what she did. She came out and said she knew the rules or whatever. She screwed up, um, and then after that, it was more information coming out. That saying, like, um, she was smoking weed to cope with losing her mom. And then it was kind of like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, you just kind of said that you did it knowingly, but also you kind of coupled that with an excuse. Yeah. So the whole Olympics go by. We're not even concerned about Shakari Richardson because it's Jamaican women dusting everybody, right? And then, you know, the first race that comes back after, you know, after the Olympics where in reality, she should have been training. She probably had more of an opportunity to work on her technique, you know, get in the gym, get get on a track and, you know, just try. Obviously, you can't be in as much shape because you're not actually racing as much as these women. But you should be in enough shape to where it's like, oh, if I get a couple more races under my belt, right. um, I'll be able to whip back into shape. But she go out there and get last. Ninth, man. Which tells me she probably wasn't working out at all. She probably was smoking no. a lot of weed, yep. um, just hanging out. Um, and not not doing what she was supposed to do. It's just weird. You don't you come this close. If she came fourth, then I think that would have still been respectable because that means she would have lost the three Jamaicans, mm-hmm. and the, the, the Jamaicans dominated, especially the women's the women's Jamaican team dominated. Yeah, that event. So if she came in fourth, that's something to build off of. Mm-hmm. You know what she tweeted after she got killed? It like she got like blown away. She said. The only way he said the uh the only way from ninth is up. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that. She came in butt naked last. That's crazy. That's nuts, man. This I, I think it sucks that as a society we're real quick to jump out on people, whether it's to support them or it's to chastise them, instead of just sitting back and processing shit. I liken it to like, you know, her these things happen so often and I don't know why people um people it's like so new to them right even even with like jeremy lynn right of course when he came out he was killing he was cooking up kobe cooking up all these other uh other teams um but it kind of it leveled out to where now he's fighting to be in the nba you know what i mean and i think that guys in the nba they kind of understood like okay this is i get what this is he's playing good right moment. now he's hot but yeah it's just a moment it's a moment especially a guy like kobe who probably had been in the league then probably like 12 13 years or something like that 14 years or something like that when he was cooking it was just like oh, okay i get this is this is just some hot stuff right now mm-hmm. i am i am probably averaging more points a game but whatever is going on right here he's on espn he's asian it's just it's just a thing so like I think that you know, similarly, similarly to those Jamaican women, they 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 know what they got going on. They know that um, the they are dang near record breaking performances. They know that they won gold medals and silver medals in the last few Olympics. They they understand what's going on, so they're not they're not even bothered by what she got going on. They understand that it's pop culture and this is that's kind of what it is. But 
pop culture has no influence on that track. Because when that gun goes off, I'm faster than you. And that's really what all it boils down that's to. That's it, man. That's mm-hmm. it. But yeah. as far as like the whole thing with Alice and Felix, she's um, like the quintessential track athlete for America. You know, she's she, uh, she's from California. So if you're around that same age group, you, you've you seen her. I don't know. Is she around your age? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sure like when you were coming up, you probably heard her name. Oh, bubbling fuck and, yeah. Yeah, because oh, she's yeah. always at the state meets beating everybody. Yes. And then she just transi- transitioned that into I think we were at the same track meet actually before. Yeah, I, I imagine. Yeah, because I, I was a shot putter in a discus throw. Uh-huh. Yeah, so she was. Yeah, she was ripping shit up. Yeah, but she's kind of been a darling. It's like I said, especially for us on the West Coast. From when she started running 18, track, yeah, yeah. So she she's in. Like I said, she's a professional. She's uh-huh. she seems to present herself really well. She's you know very uh, well spoken. She never says anything bad. You don't see no drama surrounding her at all. So. Pretty much anything she says, you should just nod your head and be like, oh, I appreciate you for even saying she, anything. But she's for been her, in every Olympus since 2004. That's crazy. You know, so. It's, and then she still meddled in this. I mean, she's she's on her way out where most people would not even make it to the finals. And she found, still found a way to get a medal. But for Shikari Richardson to even say anything negative towards what she had to say, it just shows. It says more about Shikari Richardson than it does anybody else. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't see the same energy to support that people have for Sakari Richardson now. Because yeah. now, now people are starting to figure out she's a pretty unpleasant human mm-hmm. being. But, hey, man, I, I wish the best for all involved. But, you know, don't get caught up. Don't get caught up in your own ego to the point to where you don't see that you're being full of shit. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Where we at, man? Uh, 132. I think we got enough time for another one. Um, guard, uh, switching gears. Guarding your focus. There was this awesome, I wish we could plug it in, but we don't. You know, it'd be dope if we had like a little TV. Yeah. That was like somewhere and we could just like press play like Joe Rogan. Yeah. And we could do a live. <clears throat> That'd be fire. That would be one dope. One day. Yeah, one day. We're, mm-hmm. not, we're not far off from doing that. Yeah. Exactly. We technically have a TV mounted mm-hmm. up in front of us, but mm-hmm. hey, who am I, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, no, man, guarding your focus. Um, there was a dude that said, uh, I think it was like a, he was like a, not a pastor, but it was on a podcast, it was like a Christian Yeah, podcast. it was a Christian based uh, podcast. And he basically talked about, he's like, I'm guarding my focus. He said, we get home insurance or, you know, we get car insurance to protect our cars. We get life insurance, you know, we get. Uh, 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 you know, uh, what's that? What's he said? Oh, we get uh, alerts. So if somebody get in our oh, account, like security, we get security mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So we could, we secure everything but our focus. Mm-hmm. And it's the truth. He, and he said, I can't let you come over here. I can't be around negative people because you messing with my focus. Yeah. I can't allow you to do certain things. He's like, my alarm goes off when I'm around the wrong people. And it's the truth. Let me give you an example. You cannot say that I want to become a lawyer and I want to, you know, own my own law firm, but you out hanging out with gangbangers still. And, and I'm not trying to shit on people that's in gangs, but a gang offers you nothing. You can't your life. If you're if you try to make your life go up, you can't be around people who are focused on staying the same or going downward. Yeah. You have to protect your energy mm-hmm. and you cannot do things that don't 
that are not in alignment with your focus. For example, even things that have nothing to do with you wanting to become a lawyer. Let's say you get married. You shouldn't be cheating on your wife mm-hmm. because that's not guarding your focus. <clears throat> because what's going to happen is your focus is going to go away from you being a lawyer. Now you're trying to get pussy. Now your wife busts you. Now you got all this shit going on and you still want to be a lawyer and it's distracting you from where you should be going. You have to look at everyone in your life. Everyone in your life and every situation in your life and ask yourself, is this aligning with my focus or is it going against it? Mm -hmm. Like, here's the thing. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do with my life. I want to do podcasts and you can get paid great money. I want to own my own apparel line and make great money. But if I was doing a bunch of shit outside of that that didn't complement it, then I really don't want it in a way. In a way, you really don't want you're it. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. You say you want something, but you don't. Let's say that you're, let's just say, for example, let's use marriage. Why would you want to get married when you know, when you know in your heart that you can't keep your dick in your pants? Mm-hmm. Every time you see a hot chick, your alarm goes off and you can't, you can't control yourself. Then why the fuck would you get married? Yeah. You don't, you're not focused. I think people that cheat too, they just don't have a, they're not focusing on their partner. Yeah. And they're not focusing on their life. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, you, if you say you are focused on anything that means something or something of significance, you cannot do things that take energy away from that goal, is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. I think, yeah, he made a great point. And um, when I seen it, it really resonated with me because. <clears throat> it kind of helped me refocus in, in in a sense because, um, you know, for us we 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 have goals and we have aspirations. We want to, you know, build generational wealth. We want to start businesses. We want to uh, grow this podcast and stuff like that. And it and, and it made me really uh, look at my life and 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 think about like where am I putting my focus at? So. Just for, you know, for a a person like myself who's who's in a relationship, who's a son, who's a brother, who's an uncle, all these different things um, and a friend. But also, you know, outside of all that family dynamic, I run a business, um, you know, selling things online and whatnot. But then I also like to, you know, I like to write. I like to, you know, make music. And then I also have this podcast. So it's like, we only have 24 hours in a day. Right. right. And what I realize is that, like, I don't really have time to be the friend that I was to people when I was 18 or 19 years old. 100%. You know what I mean, I was so much more available. I would, you know, I had the time to go to parties. I had the time to just kick it, play video games or, you know, just hang out or play basketball every once in a while and, you know, just kick it at, you know, Bakersfield College, whatever the case may be. But now it's crunch time. Like, you know, I can't be 30. I'm 29. I can't be 39 years old trying to sit in here and, you know, write a screenplay or make a beat or, Mm -hmm. you know, try to get a podcast off the ground. I I, obviously, you know, it's, you know, anybody can do anything at any time if you're still alive, but just, just how it looks when you started, when you was 26, 27 years old, and then you still doing it at 39 with no progress. Um, Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. So what I'm realizing is that 
um, time is precious. Yes, very. So, you know, I have a lot of missed calls on my phone. I have, you know, unresponded to text messages, unresponded to DMs, you know, uh, missed opportunities. With even, you know, even my boy uh, Blue, you know, he's sh- shooting music videos. Obviously, he shoots a lot of videos with Blast and um, a lot of other people like that. But even him, like he always provides opportunities and, you know, we get to chop it up. But I I can't even call him or like um, answer all of his phone calls because I'm either like doing something. I may be like, say, on a a regular basis. And I think for for me, it may be not necessarily like shifting my focus or losing focus, but it's more so along the lines of like, I need to focus on this right yeah. now. Yeah. So I'm not going to entertain whatever outside noise. So yeah, I don't even know if it's <clears throat> always that it's like your brain only has your focus and your brain only has so much capacity. Like if you, you pretty much only have a certain amount of like your mental threshold is only so much. Like I can focus on this, but I can't talk to you about what's going on with the Lakers. That's totally unrelated to what I'm focusing on now. Yeah. And then just go back to it. Like I need to like call yeah. you back maybe in five hours. Yeah. And, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. but I, for for me it's not it's that focus, but it's literally like there are certain things you can't do while talking on the phone. True. So for me like Say it is uh, like writing. So, you know, I've been getting more. Me and me and my boy Joey, like every week, we're like, yo, we need to get back into writing. That's our opportunity to actually do something. Because if you have if you have one script that could literally change your life, you know what I mean? And you'll be hired to write different things and make movies and stuff like that. So for me, it's like say it's only like 24 hours in a day. You're probably going to sleep, you know, anywhere from like six to eight of those hours. Um and then you, you know, you, you have travel time. So you might be me for me. I'm driving around Bakersfield, maybe 30, 45 minutes out of that whole day. So you can't you can't write while you're driving. No, um, I may have to, you know, I may my mom may call me. I may chop it up for her for 30, 45 minutes. So that's, you know, that's another hour out of my day. Um, you got girlfriend or boyfriend duties that I, you know, have to do. So that's another so many hours out of my day. So it it just doesn't even leave opportunity to for outside noise at all. You know what I mean? I think that's what I'm saying for me at 29 years old. I, I have to um, hone in on on my focus to where I'm like, OK, let me stay up. And, you know, me and Eddie will be talking on the phone or texting each other It'll at like late. one or midnight or something. And that's because. All the noise is quieted down. You know, it's only a handful of people that are actually up. So that's my opportunity for me to like, okay, let me go in there and write a couple pages or let me go in there and work on this real quick. Yeah. Or, you know, something like that. Like so. notes, whether it's notes. Mm-hmm. Like me, what, what, like, I think I look at my call log and I, and I pay attention to the energy of that call log. Like mm-hmm. I, it'll be, you know, embroidery company that I'm talking to or yeah. the hat company that I had a conversation with. Or yeah. then you, you know, then it'll be uh, whomever else. Or I'll have a conversation with your brother mm-hmm. uh, or whatever the case. I pay attention to the logbook. And if you really look at it, it'll determine how much time you're wasting. Because if you're only talking to this friend and the, the conversation was about drinking and then you talk to another friend and this conversation yeah. was about, hey, we need to go on a vacation. Like all that shit doesn't mean shit. I feel like you should have focused conversations until you reach where you want to go. You can have little fun conversations too, but don't. It shouldn't be the the predominant energy that you get on those phone calls. 
it's like, you know what it is? I think, you know, because um, I had this conversation with my girlfriend and generally her phone calls with her friends, they tend to not really uh, be, they, a lot of them are just like, like some chummy, chummy stuff, you know, like, yeah. you know, what they ate or how their dogs are doing or, you know, uh, just kind of just general stuff like that. Right. Which is not, I'm not knocking that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for guys like us, um, I won't call it like an overcorrection, right. but we know that where we come from and where we're trying to go, it takes like laser focus. It does. So I, me and Eddie, we we only and we only have so many opportunities to call because maybe I'll call him and he just getting off the rack or something like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, he may call me when I'm doing something or I'm in a meeting or something like that. So it, it or I'm shooting or something like that. So. You know, we don't even have as much time to communicate. So for us to, if we get on the phone and we just like um, talking about the Niner games or the Lakers or whatever, it's like obviously we're 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 fans of of sports and stuff like that. But we understand that um, we only have four or five hours out of the week to really chop it up. So yeah. we gotta we gotta uh, you know make that count. Let, let me just be a hundred percent transparent, right? Keith is 29, going on 30 in a few months. Because our, both of our birthdays is in March. Mm-hmm. I'm 36 years old. I don't have time to talk about meaningless stuff. I'm not trying to be in my 40s working a job. I, I want to retire at an early age. Yeah. I want to be all the way financially sound. I want to own things. I want to run things. I want to be somebody, somebody significant. With that being said, I cannot waste my time talking about trivial bullshit. It's not going to get you anywhere, man. It's not. Me and Keith, literally the day before the podcast, we had like a like a two hour like consultation. You know, we had somebody come in here and check the uh, check out the walls and measure things so we could get better paneling to make sure the sound is better on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like we're investing our time and money and energy and even the relationships that we have with people like they're symbiotic. Like we could we could offer them something. They could offer us something, too. But. It's just the energy around what we're doing is mainly focused on getting the work done. Mm-hmm. It's not just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. But it, but even in that, you know, we are always I always say this line where Gambino was like, my work is my play, t- my right. play time. Um, I need you to understand and to stay fine. But, you, I, you know, obviously when I was first hearing that line, it probably didn't resonate it's, with me. <laughs> but, yeah, when you start... That's the great thing about music is it lives forever. So yes. when something, you know, when something can start to resonate with you and maybe you, the the artist is too mature for where you are in life. But when something resonates with you, you just it just always sit in the back of your mind like, yo, Man. I can really have fun on a podcast or, you know, when I'm recording with my guys, like we could really have fun getting money together. We could really have like I just right. the other day. Um, I got hired to film a football game and I, and I was out there and I was only out there for, uh, probably like an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just filmed the first quarter of the game and the warm up and stuff like that. But I was like, yo, this is so dope. Like I, you know, football is like my first love. Um, and I'm out there and I'm watching the high school kids run around and I was just like, man, I used to be out here, yeah. you know, just like these kids. And that's like what you get to do. When you when you focus and kind of cut out all the nonsense, all the bullshit, yeah. So all the bullshit because mm-hmm. here's the thing, man. Like this is not work for me. Mm-hmm. Like none of this is work. Talking, having 
dialogue and and having an opinion for you know two hours three hours sometimes like that's not work for me yeah so i have to work for this i have to work hard for this to become my full-time job whether people believe i can do it or not i don't give a fuck i'm just gonna do the work and see where it takes me yeah that's my idea yeah just do the work and see where it takes you Mm -hmm. if it's meant for you to do it and it's meant it's, it's god's purpose for your life Keep working at it, man. Mm-hmm. 180 episodes every single fucking week. I take pride in the fact that I can sit next to a person that I genuinely respect that has sat across from me for 180 episodes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I, I know that some of your favorite podcasters do not work harder than us, but that's the level of dedication and an emphasis that we put on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We know that people don't agree with everything we say. We know that. We don't give a fuck. We won't, <laughs> we get up here and say what we say, and that's it, mm-hmm. right? But we hope that you take something from the conversations. And long term, I hope that this could become my job. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's the, the only way we're ever going to get there is uh, by continuing to dial in and get better. But yeah. the only way you get there is by um, remaining steadfast in your journey and staying yeah. true to your focus. I think um, I had this thought, and it's kind of it's kind of related but unrelated in a sense, because um, we were talking about it before the mm-hmm. the podcast. But I I really get turned off by people that are not willing to invest in their dreams. Oh my um, God, that's a well, that's a big red flag. Yeah. So so for me, um, we spent. A, I mean, this if uh, <clears throat> if you calculate everything that's like kind of put into the podcast and we're not even making money off of it if you calculate everything that we put into the podcast it's a good amount of money. technology and we're spending more money trying to get the acoustics right um it, it is a lot of money but this this is what it takes i don't know many people um if whether you want to think about a rapper like a jay-z or right. a kendrick lamar or any of these guys there was some sort of money involved in Jay-Z. It's, you know, some drug money that, you know, they kind of turn yeah. into right. um, legitimate to yeah. legitimate money. Um, Kendrick Lamar, it was, you know, probably some OG that had a little bit of drug money, put a studio together so they could so they could get in there. Even with Dr. Dre and Suge Knight, they probably took a lot of that drug money and started Death Row and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So it takes money <clears throat> in order to be to be successful. So a lot of these people, you know, I, I've seen a guy he was going on this rant. Right. And he was complaining about photographers charging X amount of money to do pictures or um, graphic designers charging X amount of money to, to do cover art and stuff. And I was like, dog, you, th- you'll never be successful if you don't want to pay anybody to do something that That's you don't true. know how you, to do. Yeah. So um, that was just a, a thing that I thought, like, if you really believe in something, um, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not like me and Keith are rich, but the shit that we're using, like, the total is thousands of dollars worth of, yeah. you know, the camera, the fucking, whether it's the, it, what it all comes to for a couple thousand, at mm-hmm. least, at least. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah more than that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But if you just think about if yeah. we didn't have all the things in here, how much money we would save. Like how, you know, what we True. could do, maybe a better car, maybe a better apartment, Who maybe knows? whatever the case may be. But it's like, yo, it, it for, you know, for people that know me and know what my car look like, it's just, it gets me around. 
But I know like the money that I'm saving on that, that I'm investing into the podcast, investing in, in into the yeah. acoustics and all this kind of stuff. You know what so, I love yeah. about Keith? And I'll say this. What I love about Keith is he's not obsessed with the with the outside view. Like he's not obsessed with what the world thinks of him. Mm-hmm. And I've learned a lot from Keith in that sense, even mm-hmm. though he's, you know, significantly younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, like. There are some people that rather go broke and have an expensive car payment. Yeah. And that- and, 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 <laughs> and just because the car is nice mm-hmm. versus the person who is taking that money and actually investing it and actually has the money to get a, another car and still doesn't do it because he doesn't see it as a... Uh, sig- or as a significant like investment or something that's important, this car gets him around fine. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't see the reason to change the car out. But most people they they gotta get a ben- they gotta get a Benz or a BMW because they want people to think they got money. Yeah, and, and it's like all you need is a car. All you need is a car. It's be- like I to me, I, I always and this is something that I not I've not always had this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I got some freaking Jordans over there oh. that I bought. <laughs> Years ago, when I was kind of more materialistic based, but right. um, when when you really um, when you grow up and you mature and you and you really start to understand how the world works, like I think I had an epiphany. Um, I don't know, maybe twenty five, twenty six years old or something like that. You have this epiphany, like, yo, this is this is it's almost like your third eye opening or something. This is how people are getting rich. Like this is what they're doing. They're investing their money like this, or the you know their their you know their credit score is good. Like all the little like the the little simple things that mm-hmm. these wealthy people have, like the upper hand on us that that we don't. And a right. lot of that is that we waste so much of our lives trying to impress people. Yeah, consuming. Um, yeah, or name brand or materialistic things that don't really mean much. There yeah. are people that I make significantly more money than that have better cars than I do. Yeah, better everything. It's crazy. Yeah. Same and, it, and it just, and it doesn't, it doesn't, re- it doesn't make sense to me or it doesn't register to me. Why? Like I'll, I'll see, I mean, I've had my beat up Jeep for some years now, but I'll be pulling up, you know, with my camera equipment and stuff like that. And I'll be like, Oh dang, such and such got a new car. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, it, but if, but if you, if you were really smart and you looked at the materialistic things that I, I do have, you would say like, oh, if you added that camera up, that laptop up, that it's thousands, that of microphone, that other, you know, uh, thing, you'd be like, oh, okay, that's actually a down payment on, you know, a car or something. No, nah, like that's that. more than a down payment. So yeah, I just be like, man, these people is these people is tripping. I, I honestly wish that people thought more along the lines of like right. the way we think, but right. it's just unfortunate. Like my thing is, is like even the in, the investments that I've made in regards to you know creating an apparel company, making the you know. Uh, making the decision to go and get certain hats, certain places, and you know the the price point of these hats, and determining the price of these hats, and paying attention to the market and how much people are selling their hats for. People, what I notice about people, especially when they're not focused, they will come out with some shit just to say they came out with it, and they will sell it, and then it just flops and they just give up. Mm-hmm. But when you really want to be successful, you tend to like want to release it, and then you stop it, change what you're doing. Get back on it, and you never lose focus of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're just refining it over and over, just because you want to be successful. Mm-hmm. But when people are not focused on it, and they just want to look the part instead of be it, they just will put out anything. But the the guys that are doing it, they can see through that. I, I remember. Facts. I remember once we were having this 
conversation with this this uh this business owner out here in Bakersfield and it was a couple of us together and at the time I was working at the Boys and Girls Club um so he was like hey like and we were approaching him about like some different projects and stuff and he was like hey what do you do for a living and I was like oh I just work at the Boys and Girls Club and he was like hey what do you do and he's like oh I do this you know I, I'm assistant over here and then the other guy was like uh, he's like, hey, what do you do for a living? And he was like, oh, you know, I get money here and there. He was like, oh, okay. And he just cut him off because he knew it was some BS. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so I, what I'm saying is that the, the people that the people that know, know. When when you have, you know, if you sit around, if you sit uh, myself and my peers in a circle and we having a conversation about, you know, any of these kind of things, like what I've seen, especially with people that are a little bit older than me, like, you know, people like more like Eddie, Eddie's age that have different businesses and, you know, that are starting different businesses. When I come into the room, you know, um, it's a not not that the energy shifts. I'm not. No, I'm not a Kanye Western. Yeah, yeah. The way that they communicate with me is a lot different than right, my than the, peers because right. they could be like, oh, I can communicate with him about business. I can communicate with him about filming this project. I know he I know he got equipment. I know he could pull up. Mm-hmm. I know he could carry his own. Like literally the football game I was at, the guy hit me. He was like, hey, man, there's this project I'm working on. All you got to do is go out there, film football for, you know, a quarter and, you know, film some of them warming up, get some shots at the, the school and whatnot, and you could dip. And he was like, he was also like, I love that, you know, you're the guy doing it because you understand football. So he's right. like, guy plays a quarterback, the other guy's a slot receiver and a safety. So go out there and film it and then, and then boom. So yeah, that's the conversations you could have when you kind of, going back to our point, when you have a focus, when you're yeah. not, you know, People see focus. it. Yeah. People see it. Even people outside of it see it. Like mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with this guy out in Riverside. Really cool guy. Um, and we were just talking, having conversations. And he was like, man, you probably one of the only dudes I talk to, man. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really talk to nobody else around here. But when you come around, like, you're a cool cat. We have conversations. And then while having conversations, I, while having a conversation, I said, I mentioned the podcast because he said something. He's like, you know what? I knew you would be good for that. I knew you had to have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. he never even knew that I had a podcast, but we just talked and he's like, yeah, yeah you, you could do this, you man. You sound like it. Yeah. yeah, you sound like it. You could get, you could do that for a living. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that just kind of confirmed. I'm not saying that one thing confirmed it, but it's just like there's many different um, like situations that kind of confirm where your focus is taking. Mm-hmm. So there's that, man. Yeah. Um, anything else, brother, man? No, good talk. All right, man. Well, I appreciate all of you who have, if you made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. We're out of here. Peace.